the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Land down prophetic word. Let us stay in your spirit and expect strange interventions. Somebody say strange interventions. Speedy interventions, sudden interventions. Praise God. That's the word of the Lord for you. If you believe it, it shall happen in your life. Shout a better amen. Those of you who are joining us online, you're welcome. This is Embassy of Life. We are ambassadors and we meet to take decisions that matter to eternity. You are welcome to join us and we trust that this service will be a great blessing in your life. Let's put our hands together for our online audience. God richly bless you for being part of service tonight. It's the final night of our Fresh Fire Week. Amen. How many of you are encountering fire? You've encountered some fire and this fire will stay with you. Your fire shall not quench. Your fire shall not grow cold. It shall remain hotter and hotter. Shout a better amen. Well, for Monday, we'll be looking at living a life of prayer. Somebody's living a life of prayer. You see, every time God is said to do something strange, something unique, something supernatural in the lives of his people, he first of all calls them to prayer. And I believe that between now and the end of the year shall be your best part of 2021. Your amen is very sick. That is why God is making this clarion call at this time. It's a strategic season and I don't want you to take it for granted at all. Praise God. Some of you beyond the fasting and prayer, in the course of this month, you will encounter the Holy Ghost in unique ways. He will wake you up at strange times in the night and he will quicken you and energize you onto prayer. And as you pray, there will be rearrangement and reorganization. Praise the Lord. And so we will be looking at living a life of prayer. These are the introductory parts. And as the man rose, we'll be going deeper into it. The Bible says in First uh, Peter 4 verse 7, he said, everything in the world is about to be wrapped up. Let's read it together. Everything in the world is about to be what? Wrapped up. So take nothing for stay wide awake in prayer. You will stay awake in prayer. Now, when you see, when we just uh, when you are reading the Bible, you have to understand that number one is inspired by God. And certain things were inspired through certain people. And it's not an accident. That certain uh, statements were made by certain people. When Solomon speaks by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And he says that the rich had many friends. That, that, but the poor is hated of his own neighbors. You don't have to take it for granted. Because he was not poor. Praise God. When Peter who slept in prayer. 
When Jesus took him to pray with him at a strategic time, he slept off in prayer. Three hours he was sleeping. Three hours. Jesus went the first hour he was sleeping. Second hour he was sleeping. Third hour he was sleeping. If this man happens to wake up from his slumber and he tells you the end of all things is at hand. Therefore be sober and watch unto prayer. You can't take it for granted. Praise God. Because he did not come by it by theory. He got it by experience. At the time he was supposed to be awake, he slept. And he saw what almost happened to him. So when he tells you, stay awake, you cannot be sleeping. You see, the spirit of God is your greatest energizer for prayer. I told you on Wednesday that you don't lack what you need to pray. You have what it takes to pray. All you need to do is to one, know that you have what it takes to pray and discipline yourself to do so. So we establish the fact that prayer is critical and to live a prayer life is to pray without ceasing. Somebody say pray without ceasing. The Bible says men ought to always pray and not to faint. To live a life of prayer is to pray without fainting. He said never give up praying. It's sad when you hear somebody say I'm tired of prayer. Hey! Disaster is about to strike. You can't be tired of prayer. He said pray without giving up. Pray without fainting. Pray without ceasing. Because prayer is so important and critical. God did not put a time on it. He said you can do it at any time. I would that men pray everywhere. His prayer is one of the few things in scripture the Bible says we can do it every time. We can do it everywhere. That's how important prayer is. Jesus was a man given to prayer. He prayed at night. He prayed in the day. He prayed at dawn. That same grace is resting upon you tonight. To live a life of prayer is to pray at all times with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the spirit. To live a life of prayer is to give yourself to prayer continually. This month, your prayer shall not be haphazard. You will not be praying occasionally. You will be praying every day. You will be praying continually. In the mighty name of Jesus, as 6-4, we will give ourselves continually to prayer. You see, whatever you give yourself to issues in your life. See, James, whatever a man gives himself to, it shows in his life. The profit of it shows in your life. When you give yourself to a life of prayer, the profit will show in your life. He said, till I can give attendance to reading, to meditation, and to exhortation. He said, neglect not the gift of God, which was indeed, which was given by prophecy with the laying of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to it that thy profiting may appear unto all. So when there is something you are doing, the profit is not showing. You are not yet devoted to it enough. When you give yourself wholly to it, the profit will show. When you pray one week and you stop two months, you will see profit. When you pray on Monday and you go on holiday through Friday, you will see profit. He said, give thyself wholly unto it. Meditate upon these things. First Timothy 4.15. Give thyself wholly to it that thy profiting. The profit of prayer will show in your life. The profit of prayer will show in your life. He said that to respond to the call, we must understand truth. Somebody say truth. We shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When we discover the truth about prayer, it sets us free. You shall know the truth. 
and the truth shall set you free. So what are the biblical truths we need to know about the call to prayer? Number one, we said a life of prayer is not optional for you as a believer. Somebody say a life of prayer. You can't say that I pray when I feel like no. It's not optional. I told you the Bible said Jesus went to the temple and they were misbehaving in the temple. Said no more things. He picked the whip and lost him. Then he made a statement which had been made earlier on by the prophet Isaiah. He says, my house shall be called the house of prayer. If you don't know the reason for a thing or the purpose of a thing, you abuse it. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. And this was before he went to the cross. After he went to the cross. Now, at this time, he was talking about a physical building. But after he went to the cross and came out of the cross, the house ceased to be a physical building. The house now became those of us who are born again. So in the book of 1 Peter, he says, we are lively stones built up into a spiritual house. You and I are lively stones built up into a spiritual house. Paul was speaking and he said, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, if his house is a house of prayer and you are the temple, you are his house, then your life is all about prayer. Your amen is very sick. I said, your life is all about what? So, you are actually not alive until you are praying. Your life is all about prayer. Your life is all about prayer. It's not optional. I'll be teaching you on with Jesus in the school of prayer. Because I'm going to be doing a number of prayer series with Jesus in the school of prayer. I will be learning prayer at the feet of Jesus. He was the first person in the New Testament to talk about prayer. And to teach prayer. And when he was talking, he didn't say, if you pray. When James was talking later on, he said, is any man afflicted? Let him pray. So, when you look at James, you may be confused that prayer is done when affliction comes. No. Prayer is actually what prevents affliction. Prayer is what sustains you in times of affliction. And prayer is what gives you the wisdom to triumph in the midst of affliction. Am I complicated here? So, when you wait till affliction comes, it may be too late. The Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity. You see, you don't build capacity when trouble comes. You build capacity before trouble comes. You build capacity. You build spiritual capacity before trouble comes. The reason why most of the time people are taking for granted and all kinds of things happen and say, ah, it's a surprise, it's a shock. It's because people are just walking about without capacity. They are just walking about. They are just like a... a, a, a a bird's uh, feather. Any wind at all can blow it. But when you are rooted and grounded in prayer. You know the other day Jesus was speaking. I think uh, it's Luke chapter 22 verse 32. He said Peter, Peter, Satan has desired you. Luke chapter 22 verse 31 and 32. Simon, Simon, Satan has desired to have you. That he may sift you. Somebody say sift you. Sift you as wheat. Satan wants to sift you. You know what it means to sift? <laughs> sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. I have prayed for you. That's how Peter made it. Because he didn't pray for himself when he had the opportunity to pray for himself. Jesus took him. Took him with him. Let's go and pray. He went and slept. But thank God he had a pastor who was praying for him. One of your greatest blessings is to have a praying shepherd. He says, I have prayed for you. When Peter was talking and saying that be sober, be vigilant to your adversary. That's what he was referring to. That's what he was referring to. 
said, be sober, be vigilant because you are adversing the devil like a roaring lion. Walk it about seeking who he may devour. That's what he was referring to. He remembered his experience. How Satan was looking for him but because of the timely intervention of his father, that was averted. If you look at Peter in the New Testament, he wasn't a man who took prayer for granted. When they were faced with feeding the disciples, he was a leader of the church in Jerusalem. When they had a challenge with feeding the, the multitudes, there was a, he said, listen, this thing I have passed here before, once between twice I, as for this one day I have seen some before. We are not going to sit here and then do bread and butter things for something like that to happen again. No, we are going to give ourselves to continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And every other thing was taken care of. Whatever Peter left in order to give himself to prayer, that thing was taken care of. You see, most of the time, Satan will distract you from doing the most important. There was no challenge when they gave themselves to prayer and assigned other people the other responsibilities, everything went perfect. You see, your greatest loss in life is a loss of focus. That's your greatest loss. Your greatest loss in life. When you lose your focus, you have lost your life. You know, when a man loses his sight, Samson was a strong man, but he lost focus. No eyes. No eyes. So he was at the mercy of a beggar. You are not a beggar until you have no focus. Apostle Paul said, this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching for Martha, you are troubled about many things. One thing is necessary. One thing is critical. One thing is important. And your sister has taken it and nobody will take it away from you. There are things you must learn to do for yourself. One of them is pray. Somebody say pray. So it's not optional. Jesus made time to pray. Prayer is foundational for effective Christian living. Somebody say effective Christian living. I said yesterday, effective Christian living is impossible without a commitment to effectual prayer as a lifestyle. Effectual. Somebody say effectual. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous makes tremendous power available, dynamic, and it's working. Yesterday we saw how everybody was looking for Jesus and Jesus was looking for God. Everybody was looking for Jesus. Jesus was looking for God. Because you can't seek him and others will not seek him. I'll be young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or is he begging for bread. He said, they that seek the Lord shall not want anything good. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. They came early. I'm not. They came to seek him. Early in the morning, by 6 a.m., a long key of people had come. They want to do business with Jesus. He was no longer making advert on TV, but people were coming. That's how people are going to throng to your place. Multitudes will rush into the church. In the mighty name of Jesus. Long key of people came. came. He didn't even have time to see them. He said, listen, <laughs> I have other places to go. Let's go. Because he spent the first hour. Martin Luther said that I have so much to do. I have so much to do that I will have to spend the first two hours in prayer. I have so much to do that the first two hours must go into prayer. Now, when you understand that, <laughs> a man who has so much to do, because you see, prayer is the real work. When the prayer work is done, the other works will be easy. I'm not communicating here. When you do the prayer work well, all 
other works will be easy. If it's counseling, it will be easy. When the heart of a man is broken, whatever you say, they say yes, and the counseling is over. But when the man's heart is hardened, husbands love their wives. Pastor Nadia Nabas Your wife is a lioness. Woman, you need to listen to your husband. My husband will come and say her heart is not broken. But when your heart is broken, listen, what prayer does in you is more important than what you receive in prayer. I believe that one of the wrong teachings we have received in the New Testament about prayer is Matthew 7, 7, ask and you shall receive. Because to the average believer, prayer is an asking platform. They come to God as a vending machine. They put in, then it drops. It's ATM. You push it in, Da, 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 da. Then cash flows, then they carry and go. That's why we carry it and we go, and nothing changes in our lives. But when you stay and you see his face, when you seek his face and you find him, you won't need his hand. Am I communicating here? When you seek his face and find him, you won't need his hand. And that's what we do in prayer. David said, When you said, I should seek your face, my soul said, Thy face shall I seek. Christian life, you have to understand the place of prayer. He said that the new creation has everything he needs to live a prayer life. Somebody say the new creation. Say, I'm a new creation. Say it, I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm a new creation in Christ. I have all it takes to live an effective prayer life. Praise God. Bible said God has given us his word he's given us his spirit likewise the spirit Romans 8 verse 26 likewise the spirit helps our infirmities and weaknesses for we do not know what we ought to pray for as we ought to but the Holy Ghost himself makes intercession for us so when you don't know what to say that's when you begin to when you don't know what to say covenant. We are under the old covenant. We are under a new covenant. 
And until we understand the terms and the demands of this covenant, we'll always suffer. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse 15, good understanding giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. It's hard. The way of transgressors. Prayer will be hard work when you don't understand it. Prayer will take you on a guilt trip when you don't understand it. Prayer, when you understand that you have a father who desires fellowship with you, and speaking with your father, you don't need any special vocabulary. Prayer becomes a delight. A lot of people, because we grew up meeting and knowing people who pray in a certain prayer language, oh God, my God, your wife declares, oh God, hey God, look, no, no, and I command, no. People have a certain voice. That voice only comes in prayer. You have their normal talking voice and uh, hear somebody praying, Jehovah, thou man of all, I come in the volumes. Listen, 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 listen. Calm down. You are talking to your father. When you pick a phone and you are talking to your father, do you make all of those games? Don't let me go. 
Don't let me go empty handed. <laughs> yes, as you've come, so you waited. <laughs> That's not it. When prayer becomes a delight, you pray habitually and what? Passionately. Habitually and what? Your spirit is willing, but your flesh is weak. God 
person we must worship in the spirit and in truth. And in the New Testament, he's made us a recreated spirit. So that recreated spirit always yearns to fellowship with God who is spirit. So your spirit is always ever willing to fellowship. You are united with God in spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So the same way God's spirit longs to take hold of you, your spirit longs to take hold of God. But when your flesh is dominating, Paul said, I keep my body. Somebody said, I keep my body. You have to keep your body. You'll be sharing you practical things that will help you to live a life of prayer. You can't wake up at 4 a.m. and pray. When you are going to bed at uh, 11 after watching a snake on the plane. <laughs> then, when you dream and snakes are chasing you, then you are sending me WhatsApp. I won't read all. in your hands the key for all-round victory success and limitless prosperity share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com get interactive with pastor afuakwa on facebook instagram and twitter for more information visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. 
Country, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Every time we're here.